Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, brought to you by Ceres. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. How can a blockchain-based system supported with IoT, that's Internet of Things devices, improve climate-aligned finance? My guest today, Bill Kentrup, is co-founder and head of origination at Alinfra. We're going to discuss Alinfra's renewable energy partners and the digital financial products they create on the Alinfra climate and Alinfra digital platforms. For example, Genesis 1.0 explored green bond tokenization and was completed in 2021. Genesis 2.0 is looking at how blockchain and smart contracts can deliver and transfer digitized carbon credits. But before we start, I want to say a few words about our sponsor. I'm thrilled to talk about the important work Ceres is doing. Ceres is a nonprofit organization working with the most influential capital market leaders to solve the world's greatest sustainability challenges. Through their powerful networks and global collaboration of investors, companies, and nonprofits, Ceres drives action and inspires equitable, market-based and policy solutions throughout the economy. To learn more, go to series.org. That's C-E-R-E-S dot org slash podcast. At Ceres, sustainability is the bottom line. Hello, Bill, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we've been looking, uh, we've been, both Will and I have been looking forward to this program because we know you have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. So let's jump right in and ask you, why are green bonds, in particular climate-aligned bonds, important right now? And what are some of the shortcomings of the traditional green bond market? Sure, no problem. Thanks for the question. And, and hopefully uh, through the discussion, we'll convince you they're not just cool solutions, but, but fairly market rational. Um, you know, just our, our team comes from a, a long history of, of traditional finance. So we're really looking at the gaps in the market and the opportunity from, through the lens of having lived through the pain points in these markets and really narrowly applying technology to have maximum impact. And, and um, hopefully we're somewhere on that path. But, well, um, listen, looking forward to filling the gaps. <laughs> so, so I guess given the nature of your podcast, I don't need to go into too much of the background as why climate-aligned finance is so important. It obviously relates to addressing climate change and Paris goals, whether these are country Paris goals or corporate Paris goals. Much of that is driven by the availability of finance, availability to put capital into assets that will reduce emissions below a baseline, that will move the needle going forward in terms of uh, a more Paris-aligned uh, uh, future. And so what that means then in the case of climate-related finance is that that capital not only has to go into assets that are deemed to be green on the front end, but also are verifiably green and achieving environmental goals on the, uh, you know, on the, in the long term and actually achieving those goals. So it, it requires that, that there's a data set that tells a story, um, that the data has been collected properly, that there's no double counting, that the claims are being awarded to, to the appropriate parties. And so inherently, that means there has to be data available in some form the market trusts. And traditionally, 
Um, that's been challenging because, you know, in the in the traditional, whether it's green bonds or even carbon market, um, any process for collecting data uh, related to the green attributes of a project is traditionally quite manual. Um, in the carbon market, that means every time you want to produce a carbon credit or a product, you need to go through a process of having people visit your site, collect the data, write reports. They realize they're missing data, so they have to come back again. And often that's that's a a six month, sometimes an eight to 12 month process for one uh, verification process for one issuance of product. In the green bond space, there's a lot of, um, I guess you could say protocols for uh, verifying whether an asset is deemed in, in a green category and whether a particular issuer and asset meets the criteria set that date for um, for green finance. But then the aftercare, the ongoing reporting of the emission reductions, the ongoing going reporting of impact is for some of those reasons, because it's expensive, challenging and and, and backward looking. It's um, it's often cost prohibitive for green finance and green bonds to have a rigorous um, long ongoing reporting back to bondholders, reporting back to issuers. So those are some of the challenges that you know we kind of set out to help solve uh, along with partners in the market. Great. So yes, I you know I was I was thinking while you were we were talking about this ongoing challenge because we want these markets to grow dramatically larger in terms of their issuance and total capital investment, but that again requires all of the reporting documentation for each issue that's out there. So maybe that leads right into our second question, which is how can a blockchain-based system supported with IoT devices help improve or drive climate-aligned finance? Sure. So, um, well, I'll describe it maybe in in you know a couple ways in which we're attacking that, and then maybe drill into some specific uh, platforms that we're working on, or initiatives that we're working on. So, yeah. for us, we looked at that through the lens of both the instrument itself. How can we create a um, a green bond or a a green finance instrument that's easily accessed, that's that's efficiently traded or or transferred peer year rather than parties getting locked up in let's say a seven or ten year uh, fund how can we make that that green finance market more accessible that's our all in for digital kind of strategy and all in for climate is then how do we get data from assets that are being financed and how do we use that for um, reporting creation of product transfer of claims uh, taking that data and then reporting it for carbon accounting purposes and so forth so that's that kind of all in for climate strategy. And I'll maybe describe that in the context of Genesis 1. Uh, you mentioned Genesis 1.0 and 2.0. Genesis 1.0, which was initiated by the Bank of International Settlements, uh, together with the Hong Kong Monetary Authority, was an initiative to take a green finance, and in particular, a climate-aligned financing um, in, in the form of a bond, and take that traditional instrument package the, the economic benefit, the yield aspect into a tradable digital instrument, into a token uh, that would thereby allow you to take a, let's say a billion dollar bond and slice it up into much smaller bytes that are, that are more easily accessed. Um, and then using uh, uh, re or recording the green metrics of the asset. So now I'm a bondholder 
I'm holding one of these instruments. And Genesis one was, we now need to get data from those assets and transfer that data to those instrument holders. So they can not only be confident the use of proceeds went into a green asset, but they're getting data directly from devices on the asset. So this is where that, that technology really comes into play. So if you look at uh, SCADA systems, smart meters, building management systems, even, even now soil sensors. These are devices that are collecting data out in the field. And that data can be, um, you know, essentially or, or be real core data that's needed to compute emission reductions in any, whether it's for a bond or for a carbon credit. And so Genesis one was taking the, the investment, putting it into a tradable digital instrument in a way where if I'm a holder, I'm getting ongoing reporting from the asset year by year as, as up to date as every every few minutes, uh, if if you like, that's you know from a tech perspective you can achieve that. Um, but you've got ongoing reporting metrics from the asset. Um, Genesis too, and we can get into some of the instruments themselves, the actual you know product structures. But Genesis too was really oriented around taking that further, so that the emission reductions are not only an instrument uh, or sorry a reporting tool, but actually become a financial instrument. So in the same way, a carbon credit is a financial instrument um, in the context of a large bond financing. Can you take that data feed and, and turn it into an instrument that people can finance against and, and, and hold and trade? Um, so now, Bill, for, for the investor and advisor audience that we have, what do these new financial instruments look like compared to the ones that people are used to using traditionally? Yeah, you know, stock issue, uh, bond bond issuance, um, uh, trading um, uh, in the commodities markets, et cetera, et cetera. What do they look like compared to those traditional models? Yeah, so it's a it's a good news and good news story in, in this case. <laughs> good, good news. <laughs> so the, good, the good news is the underlying instrument is actually quite similar to a traditional instrument. And so the underlying bond structure, so the rights and benefits that relate to a tokenized bond, the contracts uh, that underlie that are very similar to what would be appropriate and in market for a traditional bond. So the bankers and, and the investors can get comfortable that there's a tried and tested structure in place that relates to transferring you know, a fixed income instrument in relation to the bond. On the carbon side, the carbon instrument, again, there's traditional tried and tested structures that, you know, for my much of my career, I was writing in throughout Asia Pacific for issuers in remote places throughout Asia. And, and these are things like carbon forward agreements, carbon option agreements. So I'll pay you uh, X amount today, uh, which you use for development financing. And, and I have the right or the obligation to buy emission reductions from that asset going forward. So there are traditional instruments, emission reduction purchase agreements, option agreements that, that parties in that space, let's say, know and love and have, you know, lots of legal signature around them. So, so they know they're enforceable. In the case then of now, packaging that up and this is the other good news is that okay it's fairly efficient to now take that proposition bake it into a tradable digital instrument so now you've got your fixed income instrument um, that is now i can hold in a you know in an instrument that can be listed or traded peer-to-peer -peer on the carbon contract so for example i've got 
a forward agreement. It could be a five or 10 year agreement. Five is pretty standard in the market. And that means when the emission reductions are produced, I'm paying for those emission reductions. Now I've got essentially a tradable digital token that gives me those rights and obligations. And when the now when the data feed is being recorded from the asset, that data feed can either be used directly to settle the obligations of that emission reduction instrument. So again, now it's, instead of having a manual process for visiting sites, gathering data, reporting that data, what you have is the actual data directly from those devices, not just being fed to the token hold, the, the holder of, let's say, that carbon forward agreement, but, but settling that agreement as a digital emission reduction. Um, you would then, depending on the standard of carbon credit you're, you're looking at, you would have verifiers that have both verified the um, the you know essentially the parameters of the asset itself is it an asset that fits within their you know concepts of additionality is that asset reducing emissions um, in addition to what would be normally achieved in in the in the baseline is it is it creating more emission reductions than than would have happened without that financing as well as verifying the data and the code so you know now you've got a digital infrastructure in place I've got a digital carbon credit that data is settling that instrument, you know, essentially could be, could be at a high frequency, could be once a year, um, whatever's set in accordance with that instrument. So the, the important message here is that, you know, the, the tried and tested structures, the in-market structures, the appropriate risk-adjusted return can be baked into then what, what is simply a, a much more efficient, direct um, instrument that can be, you know, have wider participation in the marketplace. Now, did I understand you to say also that the data is being reported real time on these types of instruments so that essentially on a day-to-day -day basis, you have a way of tracking uh, value and performance baked into the process? Is that, am I uh, understanding this correctly? Yeah, so, so, so technically that's achievable and it's, mm -hmm. and it's appropriate in some circumstances and not others. So, for a could you give us an example of each uh, where it would yeah, be sure. appropriate we'll, we'll, and not appropriate? Great, we'll do. Um, so, for in, in the traditional carbon market, so allocating emission reduction claims to a particular party, so purchasing carbon credits, issuing carbon credits, that's often done once a year, maybe once every six months for large assets, once a quarter, and and that having that product delivered at that frequency is is reasonable so it's important to collect the data every you know constantly so that you've got the backlog of data but then you can go for an issuance or create a vintage of that product and deliver that at whatever period you want let's say once a quarter once every six months maybe on the other more frequent end of the spectrum is that in the in the data center space and now incrementally in other sectors as well. In the data center space, there's an initiative to make environmental claims or match uh, power consumption with, with uh, power production, renewable power production on a high frequency basis. The, it's not necessarily the market standard, but the trajectory is toward on an hourly basis. So being able to record timestamp and reference what my gap is on the date on the power consumption side every hour and then how do i then procure renewable energy in the form of 
renewable energy certificates, digital renewable energy certificates every hour. So in that case, you do need to not only, in both cases, you're recording constantly. In one case, you're settling a product maybe once a quarter, once a year. In the in the data center space, increasingly that's going toward, toward an hourly matching basis. Um, we technically have, have been recording data and able to create vin- vintages every two minutes. But that's, you know, there's not a particular use case at the moment where that's that's what's achievable on a cost-effective basis, but it's not necessary from a product perspective. All right. So, Bill, I'm in your system. I am receiving digital energy certificates. What do I do with those to either have energy sent my way or to send energy, depending on which end of the, of the, the continuum I'm working? Uh, is that something that gets entered into the 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 the, uh, the financial instrument process? So, in that scenario, when you're looking at renewable certificates and your asset to asset, that's that's there's a commercial transaction. There's there's a kind of accounting process happening. It's not so much, or it's not yet related to the green bond initiatives that we're working on, but it's they're they're sort of converging. So on. On the, if I'm a producer of renewables uh, power and I haven't already transferred the rights to those claims to a party, then I can use the system to record how much renewable power I'm producing. There's, you know, I know which country that's in. I know exactly what device that came from. So from a producer perspective, I can say contractually, I haven't sold these. And digitally, I can show you down to uh, the device level how much product. I essentially have available. If I'm a consumer and I'm in the, in the system and I'm consuming power, now instead of having, let's say, a, a, a PDF summary from the from the asset operations manager of here's how much power I consumed, I've actually got a, a, a digital system that's showing me how much power I've consumed. It's showing me how much of that has maybe on-site renewables that are already essentially zeroing out some of the carbon and for that gap and it shows me the gap here's how much additional renewable finance or renewable certificates i need so you can now take that gap and if you want to now take action you can procure those those renewable certificates available from 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 other suppliers so now you can match that and there's of, of course the commercial transaction that goes along with that the reason i say it's not yet in the green finance space but it's heading there is you as as you and much of your audience would probably appreciate you know finance is especially for large assets is starting to become synonymous with sustainable finance it's you know everyone's taking whether you're the debt capital markets and the and the lenders or you're the corporate issuers or even you're under regulatory obligation to reduce emissions suddenly parties are finding that there's not just the the, the carrot but also the stick of i i better take my asset portfolio, my growth plans, and put it onto a sustainable finance path. And so if you're now that data center group that's achieving in a very easy to demonstrate way, very easy to give people access to that data, it's not, I'm just not just going to hand them a report that someone wrote that said I'm carbon neutral, but I'm giving them permission to access to this data set, to this platform where they can actually see it down to the meter. Now, if I'm trying to go out and get my business finance because I want to build another few data centers or I want to build some more commercial buildings, one party has a very clunky, not necessarily easy to reference, 
not easy to prove background of, you know, we're this, we're green, and then the other parties, let's say equally green, but can demonstrate that in a very cost effective manner, that we're starting to see this, this efficiency of reporting, the believability of the reporting, then translating to access to financing. That's really exciting, Bill. I mean, and why? And in the first instance, as we're doing business today, part of what I take from your remarks is that rather than looking in the rearview mirror to verify what I want to do going forward, I'm actually looking in real time at what the situation is in terms of capacity and and uh, all of that today, and I can make much more efficient financial decisions about that process as well. That's really exciting. Now, Bill, tell our listeners where online they can go to learn more about what Alinfra's projects are and how they can contact you for details about the topics that we've discussed in today's episode. Yeah, sure. Thanks for for that opportunity. So um, quite simple. So allinfra.com, and that'll take you as well to Alinfra's climate, um, as well as take you to uh, uh, links where you can submit requests and proposals. You can contact us on other media. So allinfra.com is probably the best, A-L-L-I-N-F-R-A.com. And I'm Bill Kentrup. I'm on LinkedIn. So if anyone wants to reach out via LinkedIn, uh, please, please do so. Great. Well, thanks again, Bill Kentrup, co-founder and head of origination at Alinfra, and to our sponsor, the Series Accelerator for Sustainable Capital Markets. The Series Accelerator is a center of excellence within Series that aims to transform the practices and policies that govern capital markets to reduce the worst financial impacts of the climate crisis. For more information, go to series.org accelerator. That's C-E-R-E-S dot org slash accelerator. And to our listeners, Join us again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, and this is the Sustainable Finance Podcast. 